Welcome back to Carb Face. It's been a few weeks. We're so mm-hmm. glad you're back. Guess mm-hmm. what, folks? We're going weekly, probably. Mm. Lori. Oh, we're going to do it. Gonna we're going to do it. We need to do it. Yep. We have a lot to say, and we have a lot of things to say in the moment about bullshit happening. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about it. You're right. All right. I am, I am saying no to things that make money for me, and I'm saying yes to this podcast. Yes. And as we heard, hey, we just recorded uh, an interview with Brooks Headley. You'll hear that probably sometime in May. Late May, because he's got a new cookbook coming out, but he just came in and he was talking about uh, maximum effort, minimum return. Mm -hmm. Like how hard (laughs) can you work for very little? And I think that's a great life motto. Mm -hmm. It's how Mm -hmm. I've been living my life and I didn't know it until he said it and now I get it. And I feel like that's what this podcast is. It was the subject of my uh, B-school dissertation. Really? Do people do dissertations in B school, being business school? Well, I think a couple things. No. <laughs> and then also no one says B school. Is that right? Is that like a, is that a very old piece of slang that I picked up when I was, I don't, in, I don't think it was, when ever I was slang. in the 1700s. Yes. I've heard yes. people say B school, terrible people, but I've heard them say it. Dude, I'm going to B school. Wow. Yeah. That's your problem. But, <laughs> but I think maybe I am very old and it was a very long time ago. Well, I'm older than you, so no. Mm. Um, I used to go to college with people who called cocaine pine. I don't know why. More. I don't know why. They called it pine and doing cocaine was called pining. Wow. Yeah. Now, I'm not one to ask about drugs, as mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I don't even do pot. Right. Because I say do pot. Yeah. Who's old now? Me. Uh, but pine and pining, that's really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. What are better words for, let's like use food terms uh, for doing cocaine. What could we call it? 10X, first of all. Sure. Oh, I 10X like that. sugar. For super fine sugar, for yep. those who aren't familiar with uh, with 10X, is that super fine? Yes, it's uh, confectioner sugar. Oh, it's confectioner sugar, yeah. so I'm completely wrong. Dude, I so, was 10Xing. Oh, I think that's really good because right? powdered sugar... Mm-hmm. Doesn't look like cocaine, or does it, Lori? This is a test to see if you've done cocaine. Um, I think I've known since the third or fourth grade that what cocaine looks like, which is to say it's a white powder, Okay. Uh, which is to say, yes, it looks like uh, powdered sugar. Are there differences? I'm sure. I've never compared the two side by side. Have you ever sniffed powdered sugar? I, no, I don't think I so. I haven't either, not no. willingly. I think I've inhaled it accidentally. Yeah. Aspirated it. There was a period of time, and I think maybe all kids go through this, or not, depending on where you grew up, but there was a period of time around seventh grade where some of the kids I would spend time with, some of the dumber kids I would spend time sure, with- Sure, the dum-dums. Yeah, would do you know stupid things uh, to get attention and get laughs, and among those, I think, were snorting lines of salt at the Burger King. Yeah, yeah. We're the, one of the few places we could go after school, sort of unsupervised, the Burger King. Uh, and then also maybe drinking mouthwash, which now that I think about it, maybe was just alcohol-seeking behavior. Mm-hmm. But people would drink like little, you know, sample bottles of mouthwash. We're talking a Listerine. Yeah. We're not I, talking a scope. Well, no, I, I re- distinctly recall oh, I scope that. with their distinctively shaped bottle. Okay. Uh, but I don't believe there was ever any powdered sugar because that would involve like mom's pantry and being right, in a home and right. stuff that you know so no i'm gonna say no and okay. i also i was not i i would i would sit with those dumb kids but i would not do the things myself because i'm risk averse okay uh so uh doing cocaine mm-hmm. which is a pretty cool way to say it <laughs> um an even cooler way to say it is doing 10x mm-hmm. I th- 10x I, yes 10x tell all uh, the kids tell all the kids and what i would love is for someone to go to their local grocery store or grocery store grocery. go to your grocery store go to the baking aisle pick up a bag and i want store brand no name brands mm-hmm. store brand only because mm-hmm. it's cheaper mm-hmm. and it's almost the same it's not exactly the same but it's pretty close mm-hmm. right and you take it up and you take it to the store manager and you say this is really cheap cocaine. <laughs> if you would, could you do that? I couldn't do it. No, I couldn't. It would. Somebody will do it. But Thank you. Let us know if you do it. Let us know how it goes. Or me doing the ten x. Yep. Great. 
Great. Uh, Lori, what's been going on with you? Uh, I started working in an office space How's so that, that I can um, get more done. It's going all right. Uh, I, I'm just trying to be very gentle with myself. I thought, now that I've got this desk that I can use, I'm going to be super productive. And I'm going to sit there from 9 to 5 and bang out a bunch of work, and it's going to be amazing. It has not yet got to that point. Yesterday, I was late shamed by somebody who uh, because I came in at 1 p.m. <laughs> okay. The thing is, though, I am I'm working for myself, essentially. I'm working on a big project that I just started. And, and you can't I, talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it yet. It's way, 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 way too soon. But, I'm, but I need to just be industrious for the next, like, year and change. Um, and so I... I, I got an I arranged to be able to work at this desk in a place where a lot of other people work and you can say it all right fine say, where it's are at you the, working it's at the production company called 0.0 which makes Anthony Bourdain's show among other shows like Meat Eater etc cetera, etc cetera. fine and they gave me a, a generously gave me a desk space to are use. they charging you no they're not wow which is like that's really nice way better than any you so know. do you think you could get your fucking ass in there <laughs> on time for well, see, God's there, sake and show is, some goddamn respect. There is no on time because it's just me and the project, right? But I understand there's sort of an office culture. And I know I've been that person that's like bitchy because so and why did so and so get to roll in at 1030 and I was here at 915. But right. like I am only working for myself. But this woman late, you know, joking, but not really yeah, late shamed me yeah. yesterday. And I was like, you're dead to me. But not really, because you love her. Yeah, and we, we're, it'll be fine, but I She's was like... She's going to listen to this. We'll... Cover your tracks. <laughs> Cover your tracks. You love her. It's fine. You're going to make something for her. You're going to yeah. buy her some candy. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. It's just like, you know, I'm very aware of trying not to shame people, because shame is like my, you know, my first, middle, and last name. Yeah. I try to be sensitive about not shaming other people unless they are like in my family and I want them to take out the recycling Fine. or, you know, stand up and set the goddamn fucking dinner table. Yeah. Yeah. And my family also probably listening. Get are up. They? Do you think they are? My husband listens. Does he? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Many, sometimes many weeks after the fact, but, yeah. uh, no, my wife, does get up listen. off the couch, turn off the television and put some fucking silverware on the table. Uh, what else has been going on with you? Oh, Let's see. I'm going to Mexico in a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Is that a vacation? No, it's a work thing. Some research going to Oaxaca, which apparently is really hot right now. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I've got some friends who went there and they're like, you got to go. And I'm like, I'm not good because I don't have any money. Mm. My ticket was super cheap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, once you add any, even uh, even one other person traveling with you, everything becomes untenable. Fine. I'm trying to figure this out. But so I'm going to Oaxaca by myself. I got a super cheap ticket. I'm looking forward to having some great food and it's going to be a quick turnaround. And I'm excited about that. Can you give us a hint as to what you're going to be reporting on can you give away food and travel oh that's big (laughs) (laughs) okay got it i've only ever been to two other places in mexico and both of which left me cold one was baja california when i had no money at all and and it was i hated it uh i'm sure it's great for rich people and then i went to playa del carmen last year which i think i've talked about on this podcast before and it was a fancy resort and i felt like I wanted to die every minute I was there. You haven't talked about it on the podcast because we okay. haven't released it, but oh, okay. you will talk about it. Sure. And we'll understand Great. No, it was why just we should hate All inclusive. Yeah. It's like not as bad as a cruise, but worse than a hotel. Now, a cruise doesn't have to be for you. Yeah. All inclusive doesn't have to be for you. Some it's people not. love it. It's not for me. Okay. Why? Uh, A1A other people like (laughs) I do not want to be in a place where everyone feels obligated to hang out at the hotel all day because they're paying you know for the fucking unlimited burger bar and that you know it's like it's all inclusive it's all here so why would we ever leave quote-unquote campus we'll just sit by the pool so other people and it was like high season so it was jam-packed there's your your problem I just hate people you hate people yes don't go to places where there are people no I know I did it I did it because I thought there, well, there was a kids club and I thought, well, my son 
who is an only child and will remain so, will get to go and meet other kids and have fun and, you know, we are boring and he wants to be with children. He wanted nothing to do with the no, kids' No, because those kids are assholes. I don't know if they are or not. Oh, I'm but sure they, they are. They put them in those, like, grubby yellow pinafores to keep track of them. And he s- took one look at those pinafores and was like, fuck that noise. What's a pinafore? It's like a... Um, I've heard the term, but I don't know I don't know. It it's like, you know, in gym class when yeah. they're like, they give they give half the group Ugh. these pullover disgusting yellow like Ugh. mesh vests that's what it was a filthy not into it e coli ridden mesh vest sounds awful uh so yeah so it was other people and it was the constant upselling which made me so angry it's all inclusive but here's more right it's like you've already paid way too much for this vacation so as you're checking in we're going to try and get you to upgrade your room and then we're going to call you on your room phone every mm-hmm. day and try and get you to come and meet with our vacation club specialists and get you to upgrade in all these different ways. And if you don't, there are only certain beach chairs you're allowed to use at the pool and at the beach. Wow, wow, there wow, are different wow, wow. levels of, you know, status. Wow. And this we're going to give you the shitty made beach me chairs. Fucking furious. There were only certain restaurants you could go to. I hate them. Um, I hate them. So I hated all that. I want them to die. Um those were the t- those were the two main complaints I had, and then maybe there was also some internalized rage about being in a beautiful country like Mexico and staying at the most like antiseptically not Mexican uh, possible place. Yeah. Uh, we went off campus twice, had good experiences, um, whatever. Anyway, I will never. It's as the dearly departed David Foster Wallace liked to say, it is a supposedly fun thing I will never do again. Well. I think in the future, (laughs) if you do anything where there are other people, Mm -hmm. that's also a supposedly fun thing you should never do. Caveat emptor. While I was there, I was like, you know what I really want is to get into an isolation chamber, uh, be given like some sort of drug that will knock me out for several days, and then have that happen in like Antarctica. Interesting. Yeah. None of that happened, except I did take, you know, there's a lot of legal, not to talk about drugs again, but there are a lot of drugs that are not legal, uh, not over-the-counter available in mm-hmm. this country mm-hmm. that are available in Mexico. Yeah, you can get a codeine. Yeah, you can get a codeine, sure. sure. So so I took something stronger than a codeine. I want to say it was either a Xanax or a Valium or something Fine. in that category. Fine. I don't remember. I thought it would be fun. This is not the drug for me. I took it. And then I took like a four hour involuntary nap and then I woke up and I cried and I was like, (laughs) I, (laughs) this is not a recreational drug You're going to have a great time in Antarctica. Yes. (laughs) It's going to be the best. They're going to knock you out Mm -hmm. for a couple of days and you're going to wake up and sob. Yeah. And have maybe like somebody else's teeth implanted into my head. Maybe. Be fine. That's an upgrade. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, that's all I'll but say about that. you get the good beach chairs, though. Yeah, in could Antarctica. Be, could be fine. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. Ask me about me. <laughs> I was just about <laughs> to. I was just about to. Um, what has been going on with you? Well, uh, I was on uh, spring break with the family, mm-hmm. uh, and that was great, except it's been snowing like crazy in New Jersey. Hellscape, mm-hmm. I think yep. we've called it. Hellscape, yeah. New Jersey. Beautiful state. Yeah. But Hellscape 2018. Yeah. Uh, and so we did some fun stuff uh, at the beginning, uh, but the kids lost some of their vacation days because mm. of all the snow. Mm-hmm. And we go late into June anyway, so mm. they can't keep going into June. So yeah. they said, okay, we're going to take a couple days back from spring break. So we came back, and you know what I did? Hmm. I um, We had a new sidewalk installed leading up to our house because the other one was crumbling and had uh, chunks of concrete missing. Sure. And so... Uh, yeah, it's time. I'm, I'm you got to maintain con- your home. I'm less concerned about the looks and more mm-hmm. concerned about lawsuits. Sure. Uh, so we had a new sidewalk put in, mm-hmm. and it's not fancy. Sure. But it'll get you to the front door mm-hmm. without stepping in mud. Mm-hmm. But I did a flower bed along the whole side of it, so ripped out all the sod, had to dig deep down, decided I wanted uh, French lavender all the way through there so it's mm. kind of you know oh, mm-hmm. that's soft it's soft like soften the concrete edges provence in new jersey that's what everybody calls it mm-hmm. yeah provence but that's new the jersey. name of your yeah. your chateau right <laughs> yeah provence in new jersey mm-hmm. it is um i think a one-story ranch mm-hmm. uh demands to be called chateau yes chateau provence yeah <laughs> 
So uh, I had to, I did a lot of research and it turns out you've got to have soil that drains mm, for mm-hmm. lavender. Guess mm-hmm. what I've got? A lot of clay. Yeah. So I had to take that, I had to dig it out, I had to put sand down, oh. I had to put in a layer of sand so that it can drain, uh-huh. then I had to put in soil and I just thought, well, this is a really fucking stupid idea. Mm. Who cares about hard edges? Let's mm-hmm. just, and who cares about Provence? Mm-hmm. But there we are. Yeah. But I did it because then I was into it and I'm like, oh, I got to finish this right. shit. And it was a lot. Like it was, it was a lot. It was a 30 feet. It was 30 feet long. It was very, it was a lot. And maybe that's not long, but it felt like it. Yeah. It was a lot of work. Did you use any sort of heavy equipment? No. You were were digging it by hand. I did it all by hand. Jesus Christ Almighty. Yeah. Did you have your children help you? They did come out and help some. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. uh, I had them help plant the lavender plants. Nice. And uh, pull out the chunks of clay. Mm. And uh, then we started forming things, and then we threw those things away. Hmm. My daughter did create um, some real, a big turd. Um, Because what else are you going to do? Out of clay, right? Out of clay, I that's mean, what you do. You do a yeah. snake, but really it's a turd. I love that childhood impulse to like create some sort of diversion or some sort of entertainment or, or confusion for other people that you, you're sure is going to cause oh, havoc. All kinds of And things. like 99% of the time, nobody is paying attention. And a car runs but, over. But when they do, it's, it's so rewarding. Yep. My, my friends and I used to um, make rings out of dandelion stems and have sticks and throw them at the cars as they would drive past. Mm-hmm. If we lived on a country road, people would go 40, 50, 60 miles an hour. They were not noticing. I'm sure the dandelion rings never made contact with a car, but it was like we were out there, you know, hoping against hope that we were going to cause, I don't know what, a wreck? I mean, Probably. somebody's heart attack? Like, yeah. we, did, we didn't really think it through. We were just like, we're going to fucking, we're going to really rip some shit up with these dandelion rings. I don't yeah. think you're wrong. We, my brothers and I, I have two brothers, uh, both older, and I remember there was some guy that kept driving by. Um, there was a dirt road behind our house, and it doesn't matter. There was a dirt road behind mm-hmm. our house. Fine. Uh, and this guy would ride his motorcycle up and down, mm. and, and it was always shirtless. Mm, and, <laughs> and it was the 70s. So there's yeah. a lot happening there. Yes. There's a lot of baggage that everybody's bringing to this situation. Mm-hmm. But I remember my brother and my brothers and I uh, would chant at him, and he could not hear it. Yeah. But our taunting chant was, um, let's see if I can get it, big shot shit. I just had it. Uh, oh, big shot, pot shot, looking like a hot shot. And wow. And we would just chant that over and over as if we were taunting him. Wow. Big shot, pot shot, looking like a hot shot. That is like the most 70s thing I have ever heard in my life, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> what would... What? Three little kids yeah. just standing beside the road in this guy's face as he was driving by... Just we're standing beside the road. We're not yeah, on it. We're not sure. going to get run over. Good. Yeah. He's not stopping. Mm-hmm. He cannot hear us because it's a very loud motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the seventies. It's the seventies. So add twenty thousand extra decibels. Yeah. 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 Um, what do you think would have happened if that guy was like, "Hold on a minute. What'd you say to me, you kids?" And like stopped. And what would you have just run? Yeah, I think it was the '70s, and we knew that we would be abducted and killed. Yeah. Because that's you what happened. Fine with that. In the '70s. Well. I mean, you live a life of danger. Yeah. Like, give me some excitement. I can outrun them or, or I can't. Let's find out. Yeah. I think that, that late 70s time was just before people started to, everybody thought their child was so fucking special that they were going to be the one to get kidnapped. Yeah. And before that, it was like, these fuckers are a dime a dozen. We don't do birth control. You mean children? Children. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, we, these are not s- snowflakes. Right. These are, you know, right. expressions of... of <laughs> yeah, I s- did. I sleep in the back window of our car. Yeah, as we were driving when I was three, four, five. Yeah. Of course I did. Yeah, of course I did. No seatbelts. No. The self-esteem movement movement came along. Parents and kids alike got yeah. convinced that they have personal value, sure. and worth in and the world. Worth, worth. Yep. And mm-hmm. now everyone's a goddamn helicopter parent. Yeah, and kids wear seatbelts. Yeah, fuck that shit. And don't taunt motorci- motorcycle yeah. riders. Yeah, I want to say, 
in all seriousness, yeah. I wear a seatbelt always. In the back seat of a taxi, I will be that dork. As a mom. As, as a mom. As a mom. I wear a seatbelt. Do I wear a seatbelt? Of course I do. I wear two seatbelts. Do I put my kids in seatbelts? Of course. Before I back out of the, my driveway in the minivan, do I say, is everybody safe? Yes. And then I say the kids' names. Do I say it? Of course I do. Because the one time I don't. As a mom. All it takes is one time. I got to be honest. Yeah. As a mom. The, the person that I despise is the person in the back of the taxi who, if, if I'm riding with somebody in taxi, who doesn't wear the seatbelt and mm -hmm. is all like, it's my personal choice, man. And I'm like, well, when the fucking taxi gets hit on your side, right. you are a projectile. I will me. be dead. So fuck you. I'll walk. I never ever get out of the taxi. No, I don't get out either. I just keep my fingers crossed. Yeah, it's what's what are the odds? I'm not that special. Because of my gut, I sometimes the seat belt, lap belt will wrinkle my shirt. Uh huh. Uh -huh. You know, did the lap belt, not sure. the shoulder, but the lap belt, and I think, well, could I lose weight? Sure. Or could I just, you know, bring my belly up over it? Maybe a yeah. permanent press shirt. I don't know. No, I got that. I got those sometimes. Yeah. The the non iron. Yeah. Non iron. I as a mom. As a mom. I don't have time to iron. I can't iron everything. <laughs> iron your own goddamn shirts. Wait, nobody irons anymore, do I they? Do. Yeah, do I they? Do. Well, you, do. you have a real job. Well, sometimes. No. Some days. Uh, I'm not looking. Oh, my shirt's unbuttoned. Uh, speaking of my belly, uh, I feel like we killed it. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. It's yeah. the weekly, probably, mostly weekly yep. Yep. Carb Face podcast. Tell your friends. Get on iTunes. Mm -hmm. Give us five stars. Somebody gave us four stars. Go fuck yourself. Are you serious? I only want five. I only want five. I will track five person only. Down. Well, they didn't name themselves. Uh, but going forward, we will read uh, our most favorite reviews uh, and any new reviews, any five star reviews. If you mm -hmm. leave a comment, mm -hmm. and we would love for you to say, uh, just start it as as a mom. Yeah. <laughs> and then something about the podcast, mm -hmm. make it nice I, or not, but five stars only. Yep. And that's how you're going to get read. And we'll name your name. Mm -hmm. And you just say, it has to start as a mom. And if you have like a prom proposal that yeah. you want us to do, yeah. a wedding, you know, anything, yeah. anything at all, we will, we will do your um, bidding. It's the James Beard Awards night tonight. The media awards, yes. The media awards, not the real ones, right. but the they're real, well, but they're not the chef ones. They're not the chef. It's not the big glamorous ones. It's the low budget one. Okay, um, so congratulations to all the winners of the Sham yep. Awards. I'm not supposed to Did say. Did you that. just say the Sham Awards? I said Sham Awards. Oh, but Sham Awards sound better. I don't think for the people who are nominated for these awards, I don't think it's a sham. I know. It's all we've got. I thought it was a sham when I didn't get nominated. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> I thought it was a sham when I submitted and uh, my Twitter account and it did not get nominated. Mm -hmm. I took my $150 elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they should refund the money if you don't. Uh, I really think they should. If you're not nominated. That is a great idea. Refund the goddamn money, James Beard. They're trying. They're, they are. They are working every day toward being a better organization. Now you're friends all with. I will say about you are that. friends with some of them. You got an yes, inside track. It's true. You defend them. I. They deserve defense. Right. They are changing and growing and working to be better every day. And I mean that sincerely. All right, then I take back my sham awards comment. It's fine. We all grow. Yeah. And that's what this podcast is about: growing, mm -hmm. being better people, growth. And as a mom. <laughs> as a mom. I don't have anything else to say. <laughs>about every week our executive producer and Lori's boss Anthony Bourdain who uh, new season of Parts Unknown Sunday April 29th happening West Virginia let's do it let's get in there mm -hmm. let's see what's happening let's get in a coal mine let's eat some things let's meet people let's have a bigger experience that's what the whole show's about mm -hmm. I could they give us money for plugging Parts Unknown and that was a commercial. Sure. Okay, thanks. Um, CNN, thank you. We are waiting We're for waiting our, for our checks. checks. Uh, our executive, Anthony Bourdain, stops buying, gives us some advice, 
send us your request for him to unfuck your life in an episode of Unfuck My Life. Anthony Bourdain. You can email us at carbfacepod at gmail.com. You can tweet at us if you want it private. Don't DM us because we probably don't follow you, but maybe we do. Um, best way to do it is just submit it through through Gmail. Yeah. And, and yeah. let us know if you want us uh, to ask him to unfuck your life because we're going to record again with him real soon. So send him yes, in. Yes. Yes. Also, Instagram, we have it's carbfacepod at carbfacepod. Uh, so uh, good, Lord. And the DMs, I believe the DMs and Instagram, you can DM somebody you whether DM or not anybody. they follow you, you. Get right into those DMs. Get into yeah. our DMs. Let us know how to unfuck your life and we'll ask maybe. maybe. All right. All right. Anthony Bourdain. I'm scared I got too successful too fast in my super competitive industry and there's nowhere for me to go but down in flames. Please unfuck my life. Wow. I like your attitude. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Look, uh, how, I mean, I'd like to know how old they are. Uh, you know, if I was super successful at age in my 20s, uh, I would be worried too because I, I would definitely um, be looking for ways to screw that up. Uh, only advice I can give you is just be really careful about the decisions you make. You know, don't don't fuck up. You know, you've been lucky and uh, you've done clearly done some things right. Don't screw it up. But think you, about all. You know, go through the list of things you think you want that are going to make you happy or happier, and you know, start drawing lines through some of that shit. You know, will you know? Do you really need cocaine? You know, yeah. you know, a blonde, uh, a sports car. Or all three. Uh, will any of these things ultimately make you any happier, or or, or will this just be you know uh, uh, items on the scavenger hunt of sadness that will draw you inexorably down into a sucking vortex? All right. Let's say this person is pretty well grounded, mm-hmm. and I know this person that submitted the question. Mm-hmm. Pretty well grounded. Uh, not gonna go after sports cars, cocaine, or right. blondes. Right. They're just doing very, very well, and they're worried about what else to want. I think how not to operate out of a position of fear, that they're going to lose it all. Right. That they are going to fuck up, and then you stop taking risks, and right. well, you, you start should, getting really safe. Yeah. you got to get, you, you know, that's the first thing. You know, once you have a lot of vested interest, I mean, this is, the, this is a problem that's endemic to the television industry. Just about everybody you meet in television uh, is afraid. They're afraid of not being on television anymore. Mm-hmm. And they will compromise a lot uh, so that they can, they will always usually make the decision most likely to not get them kicked off television. Uh, look, I've lived my life an opposite way, though of course I am afraid also of many things. Um, you cannot operate that way. Everybody in the room needs to understand that you're willing to cut your nose off to spite your face, that you uh, are willing to burn it all down that you are willing to you know Neil McCauley in Heat the character played by uh, Robert De Niro you know there's a point at which no matter what it is no matter what no matter how much money or what you got set up that you you have to be fully prepared to walk away um, and I think that the longer you live in this it sounds like a miserable state. I mean, is this success? You may be making money, but if you're living in a state of perpetual fear, uh, you know, you're going to wake up at 15 years and say, well, you know, what, are I, what have I done with my life? You know, quit your job, dude. <laughs> That's what I would say. Quit your job, you know, run off someplace and have a whole bunch of accidents and good and bad adventures and misadventures, and that'll teach you. Find something to really be afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. This week's guest is Korsha Wilson. Korsha is a good friend of mine. She's a food writer and graduate of the Culinary Institute of America. She's worked in the front of house, back of house of restaurants. That means she knows how things actually work. And uh, she's a founder of A Hungry Society, which is her blog and website dedicated to talking about food culture, the diversity within food culture, and trying to make it a more inclusive space. Uh, You can read her work on Eater, uh, among other uh, publications. 
And she's got a podcast, the same name as her blog, A Hungry Society. It's on the Heritage Radio Network. If you look it up on your podcatcher, uh, just type in uh, A Hungry Society and you'll find Korsha. You definitely want to listen to her. She talks about some of uh, the guests that she's had on her podcast, and they're really important voices to be listening to. I appreciate Korsha a lot. I'm glad for her friendship and excited for you to hear this. Hey, Korsha, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We ask every guest to introduce uh, himself, herself, or person self. Uh, Korsha, could you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Korsha, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm a food writer and podcast host. And I would know you from specifically from the podcast is called? A Hungry Society. Great, Mm -hmm. and uh, it covers lots of issues uh, let me see if I were to describe it to someone and then you can correct me. Yeah. Um, it, it's giving voice to people and to issues that are normally not covered by white journalists. That's perfect. Okay. Yeah. Like basically things I think we should talk more about that we don't mm-hmm. in the food mm-hmm. world for some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, not some reason, but yeah. <laughs> we know why. Yeah. Because they're not on people's radar or they're not right and people are not aware of them why else? exactly because it, it, the food world is still pretty homogenous and so um some issues just aren't recognized um even like the fact that it is homogenous is sometimes not recognized yeah mm. so that's why i wanted to have the podcast is to talk about all of the things that i think we should be talking about um so like uh guest that I just had on was Chef Chris Chung, um, who owns East Wind Snack Shop. And we talked about Chinese New Year, but not in a like, kind of a, not not in a way that's like super anno- annoying. annoying. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do it and not be annoying? Right. <laughs> well, just, I think sometimes it, editors or writers can approach, um, certain people and certain cuisines with this like it's other yeah. sort of perspective Absolutely. instead mm-hmm. of just this is just like anything else yeah so like not asking questions like you know what's that like you know mm. uh <laughs> that sounds what? weird what <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> um just approaching it as like you know what's your celebration like mm-hmm. you know your new year's celebration and what do you eat? Like, what do you have to have on the table? And then go on from there. Hmm. Yeah. You also spoke with uh, the episode that I was listening to this morning. You're also talking about people who, and I, and I don't have the w- words, but the, the words that are used for people who were recently incarcerated. Yes. And how um, giving them the, the fundamentals or the essential skills and that are ref- often referred to as soft skills, but mm-hmm. are, I believe they were, they were talking about these being the essential skills to be successful. Right. And that and part of that starts with removing the label of ex-con. Yes. Because it carries so much weight mm-hmm. and does so much damage mm-hmm. um, to the way others view that person um, that if w- people who were recently incarcerated are to get a new start, to train, to become successful in the food world we have to let go of the baggage right or not use words that keep adding baggage to what that person has to carry yeah so like that the label of ex-con not only does it like in the way that you interact with people make them feel a certain way about you but that will eventually make you feel a certain way about yourself Mm. so using the term formerly incarcerated is it's there's more humanity to it. Yeah. Um, and those soft skills, those skills of, um, of empathy, I think is what restaurant work really teaches people. Mm. That's so important. And I think it's just, it's empowering to mm. formerly incarcerated people. And that show was so much fun. Cause I feel like people don't want to talk about the formerly incarcerated they don't especially don't. in new york city i don't right but yeah. it's like well come on right it, it's it's a it's, reality it's not like you aren't dealing with them right and so like, let's talk about on it. one hand we're going to have all these talks about like the hiring crisis and how there aren't enough people to to work in restaurants but we also don't want to have conversations about well how can we 
make the pool larger yeah and who's not being included and and who should be and and how do we train people to be in this work so yeah excellent so you are at IACP this weekend, International yes. Association of Culinary Professionals, uh, and you are speaking, is that right? Or you've already spoken today? Uh, later today. Okay. Yeah, doing a panel with Betsy Andrews, Helen Rosner, and uh, Tracy McMillan about food writing in the age of Trump. Wow. Yes. There's so, nothing there. So this <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a very short panel. <laughs> right. There's Don't nothing to discuss. So this will air obviously after your your talk. Can you or or your panel? Can you tell us about some of the some of the ideas that you might share? Yeah, I mean, for me, as someone who I think has a lot of empathy, it's been really hard this past year or so. Mm. Um, I think anyone with any sort of empathy has been like. Had a really tough time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, on overload. Right, just like every day seems to be like an assault on like basic humanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is an opportunity for the food world to talk about some different stuff mm-hmm. that we haven't talked about before. Like it's it's it was always pressing, and now mm-hmm. it 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 feels even more so. Mm-hmm. Like we've mm-hmm. got to start having these conversations. Um, I wish I wish I wasn't the only brown person on this panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That needs to be addressed. And I'm one of few brown people at this conference. Correct. It's so it tends to be very white, yeah. right? You had, yeah. You had said. Mm-hmm. And skew's kind of older. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are things that need to be addressed as well. Yeah. So how do we start? First of all, I, I don't know. Uh, why, why why would I even try to change IACP? Because well, I was thinking right, that. I, I have a lot of problems with IACP, uh, mostly that the barrier to entry is obnoxious. Well, it's very expensive. It's right? $900 for a weekend. It's obnoxious. Wow. And I, I went on to go see the price of a ticket and it said, oh, you can only, essentially, you can only see the price of the ticket if you're a member. Are you a member? Oh, you're not a member? Okay, you can go sign up for membership, which was like $300 <laughs> and... Right. Uh, we don't research here. We don't <laughs> research. We just make claims, and they might be true or close to accurate. But the bar was insanely high, and I just right. went, well, fuck off. I'm not – I don't want to pay for all of these people's salaries for what? For access. Right, right. right? For access. Totally about access. And it's – I guess it felt like a country club I went over today. It's at the Hilton in New York City, which is already kind of, you know, it's already a conference center that is supposed to feel like a country club. Um, but it, it really had this whole country club vibe going yes. on. And I don't, I don't know. It felt like people were there to learn, but also just be seen. Show up yes. there. Right. Which is why I was there. Like, I'll call my own <laughs> shit, which was there to be like, I'm here, motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, I just pictured you in like a... Like just the country club atmosphere with like a hat on and like yeah, a mint julep in the corner. And I'm telling you, I'd enjoy it. <laughs> but I'd just be ripping on people the entire time. Right. Um, so I, I stopped by to see friends. Um, Allison Robicelli, uh, Kathy Barrow, others, others, others. If I start naming names, I'm going to leave people out. Yeah. Michael Twitty was talking with people and I, I didn't want to interrupt him. And I was like, oh my God. I wanted to be like, I Michael. And I'm like, he is holding court. Right. You do not. Who also. Is Michael Twitty? I'm sorry. I don't know. Wow. 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 I, wow. Got, ooh, wow. I Let's I start right here, right now, breaking down the power structures <laughs> and don't, access. Don't shame her. <laughs> oh, no. I'm if I joking. wanted to do something. No, I it's no, it's great. The cooking gene. People. The cooking gene. No, all right. I let's. I don't pay attention. I, I, we'll I, let I, Michael Twi- Twitty speak for himself industry. because he can okay. and he, okay. does. Yes, and great. He does. But let's describe Michael. He gene. is a food historian um, who specifically focuses on um, African American foodways in America. To and he even like goes through the full um, like I guess it's a, a demonstration of. Mm-hmm the ways in which black people would cook in this country um, while they were enslaved. Mm. So like wearing the full, the full garb, like the clothes that they had, um, building a fire after working in the fields all day. Mm. Um, His work is so important and 
so cool. He's basically just like preserving these foodways and these recipes and exploring his own identity in the process. He was or is in residence at Williamsburg. Um, So doing um, full demonstrations in the immersive environment. Williamsburg, Virginia. Virginia, uh, where they've recreated colonial times, Mm -hmm. essentially. Took our kids there last spring break. Um, Oh, I remember photos of of stocks. Yeah. Sure. How did? How sure. was that? But we didn't see him. Okay. We didn't see him. Yeah. I I asked. <laughs> I asked. Just I straight asked, up. I asked. Where's Michael Twitty? And people are like, I don't know who that is. And I said, Oh, he does these. Oh, he's not. He's not here today. So mm. anyway, we were sad to miss him. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to know about him. And yeah, I think you. you'd. I think you'd love him. He is powerful. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I will say this, and I mean it as a compliment. He is a lot. And he should be a lot. Hmm. And you have to reckon with Michael, even if you're just having an everyday conversation with him. Mm -hmm. Is that fair? That's fair. I I think you have to reckon with Michael Mm -hmm. um, whenever you interact with him. He demands attention. He deserves Mm -hmm. it, demands Mm -hmm. it, not of you, but Mm -hmm. in the way that he presents and interacts, you have to enter into those conversations. That doesn't mean everything's a battle. It just means... There's a lot happening, and he is he's ready to discuss it. Yeah. I think you have to have that sort of, like, straightforwardness and, like, that sort of, like, bravado to do the work that he does. Because yeah. otherwise, yeah. people would just be like, oh, whatever. Yeah, and we like, don't have to listen, or we listen mm-hmm. for a moment, and you've had your time, sir. Mm-hmm. Now we'd like to go. Now step to the side. Yeah, if you yeah. could, we'd yeah. like to entertain another voice. And yeah. he's saying, no, this is... I." Of a voice that I, that will stay. Mm-hmm. Um, so check out Michael. He would yeah. be he would be a wonderful guest. Yeah. Yeah, you guys <laughs> should have him on. Yeah. But that do you know fun. Michael? I I don't. Only right? Let's go meet Twitter. Michael. Let's I know go meet he's Michael. there. I want to go up to him and say hi because um, <laughs> I grew up not far from where he grew up in Maryland, mm. um, and I had no idea of like the culinary history of that part of Maryland. Mm. And reading his book just like opened up this whole new like world so i want to tell him that mm-hmm. i should probably do it as soon as i get back right go see <laughs> yeah. him out just find him but like even if he's alone for a second somebody comes up to him and sure like, oh my god michael twitty so yeah yeah that's that's exciting um about you Uh-oh. so you and i have have i am going to call you a good twitter friend okay or at least someone <laughs> yes. that i trust yes right we've interacted for years Mm -hmm. your career is blowing up (laughs) i I guess i don't know it is can we own can we own success Uh, yeah okay you are it may i i bet every day is a struggle maybe it's not Uh, maybe it's easy so congratulations more often than that it, it is but you are getting traction in ways that are really exciting yes and uh, how do you go from a few years ago? Oh my goodness! Like, I don't want to say struggling. You were doing good work, mm-hmm. but not. There weren't enough editors paying attention. Right, right. Um, and you and I interacted on um, issues of race and mm-hmm. class and access, and I think that's where you engage you're ready to have the discussion and so i've been listening to you for a long time but that's a, i feel like that's a recent thing i was really afraid to have that discussion for a, a very long time mm. like i like mm. when i first started right like doing food writing i thought i had to write about like burgers and beer mm. cuz that's mm-hmm. what everyone else was writing about yeah. and i only started to get traction when i wrote about things that were very specific to me mm. and and my experience in restaurants and what i care about in food mm-hmm. so yeah, I I would say that's very recent because for a while I was like, no, 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 I can't talk about what I want to talk about. Is there a connection between talking about what you want to talk about and editors paying attention? Yes. Or, okay. Yes. So how does that start? For, a, for voices that want to break through, mm-hmm. and yours is loud and clear. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> how is there encouragement to others of, I can't get anybody to pay attention to me? Yes. So... I really, where was I going to go with that? Um, 
You can pause the thing, but we'll take out all the pauses. Don't <laughs> okay, good. Well, let me ask, is that a fair question? Am yeah, I imposing a lot on you? No, no. Okay. And I mean, I, I the pieces that I've written, and, and the more that I get traction, the more women of color reach out to me and ask. And I'm always happy to have that conversation about how to insert yourself into discussions you want to be a part of. Um, but I think the first thing is is knowing what makes you unique like um speaking of conferences i've talked to quite a few women of color who want to start their own mm-hmm. and after this weekend i'm like yes there's there's absolutely space mm-hmm. like before i would always say like yeah of course like you should do that yeah. if you're noticing a gap then that means you should yeah. probably fill it yeah mm-hmm. um but now like i i have a list of three people i'm gonna email <laughs> tonight and just be like <laughs> okay get started on your conference yeah. like right now wow like for specifically in the culinary space or yes. is, okay. like food conferences and food blogger conferences and all that. Um, and I did a podcast like teaching sort of thing at this event in New Jersey not mm-hmm. too long ago. Mm-hmm. And like five women of color were like, uh, I'm thinking about a podcast, but like, should I? Or mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm-hmm. of, of course, yeah, there's yeah. always room for you. Yeah, there's there's room for everyone. Mm-hmm. There's space for everyone. But I feel like sometimes because there's not that representation, it can seem like there is no space. And that's just not true. Right. Sorry, I'm just, I, I get, <laughs> uh, that was beautiful. Um, what piece are you most proud of? And, and yes, you must choose one. Oh, no. Um I mean, it was certainly your interview with me. Right. right that, I mean, that was top notch. That was. It was great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I edited out so many shits and fucks. Yeah. Um, They're hard. Which I probably shouldn't have. See, yeah. that's 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 your website. Lesson. It's no. your website. You do what you want. Again, I, I was care. like too afraid to like rock the boat. Rock the boat. Yeah. No, it's your boat. So yeah. you do you do whatever you want. Well, but I guess I did. I thought I didn't have a boat. Mm, oh, you've got a, a boat. <laughs> you've got well, for a while, a I boat. thought I had to get on someone else's boat. Mm. And like, now I'm like, fuck that. Or like yeah. the, um, my husband and I talked about uh, being invited to the table. Because uh-huh. mm. I think people use that, that metaphor a lot. Like giving people of color and women of color a seat at the table. And now I'm kind of like, well, fuck that. I'm building my own table. Yeah. Mm. And inviting the people I want to that table instead of like, trying to bring a chair angle in to yeah yeah. like and bring my own plate too (laughs) (laughs) right all right what's what's at your table what do you care most about um i think i will always care about restaurant workers Mm. just because that is such a big part of my background um i think there needs to be more protections for restaurant workers Mm. like like healthcare and benefits should be standard. Um, two days off a week should be standard. Um, what about the tipped minimum? How do you feel about I, that? I feel like tipping should go away. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Clear paths to management and ownership. Mm. Um, less less barriers to ownership there's so many things i love i love the restaurant industry so much Mm. like it's a beautiful thing i love restaurants so much but they are so fucked up (laughs) (laughs) um and it's hard to see them and celebrate them without looking at those fucked up parts yep yeah I feel like I've been having, uh, <laughs> I haven't created yeah. enough space for you it's, at this table. It's fine. It's fine. What's, what's going on? I got, I got, I got space. Well, I, so I, I kind of want to talk about snacks. I know that's, <laughs> am I, should we get off snacks? Should we no, get off? talk about we get snacks. Off, uh, just to. Go to snacks. Spaz it up. So you brought some snacks in. I did. They are f- right from your pantry. Yeah. Um, I, I commute uh, from New Jersey into the city at least four times a week and the commute is about two hours each way so snacks matter yeah in a, in a lot of ways and I, I feel like um 
I love voodoo potato chips from Zaps. Mm. They're very important to me. Mm. They're uh, very good. They're very good. There's a lot going on. Um, and then I found there's Jack's 99 cent store, and I think they've rebranded um, to, I don't know, but Jack's 99 cents store. And, and John's Buck 09. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's Jack. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Jack didn't grow up <laughs> Jack yet. Jack and change. Um, <laughs> uh, but they have a very good potato chip selection. Huh. And so I can usually find a Zaps and I can usually find a Voodoo, especially on 32nd Street, I think, on, yep. the, on the way to uh, the t- Penn Station yep. to get back to Jersey, where I belong. So, Korsha, what are the snacks? I remember last year I went to IACP and there were some snacks. They were mostly of the dried fruit variety. What's going on with the snacks this year at IACP? <coughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that I doesn't sound good. I didn't that see anything. <laughs> I didn't. I saw no yeah. snacks. They're stingy with the snacks? They're a little stingy with so the snacks. So expensive. Yeah. I wonder if it's, I wonder if it's the hotel bill. Mm. There's the catering They probably didn't so sell the mm. snack um, the rights to snack uh, display to somebody last right. year they had sold it to or I don't know I don't know how they work I don't no, understand right, but their business we model we don't research but anything <laughs> right. Melissa's produce I want to say Melissa's okay, fresh sure. produce oh, had yeah, like there. a massive table with lots of lots of things most, to eat mostly fruit I was like I mean mostly fruit all right. It was delicious. It was. I loved having right. them there. And we would love them as a sponsor. I wanted like a, to <laughs> grab a piece of like peanut butter pie with my hand and put it in my mouth. Like I didn't. Was anyone serving polite. peanut butter pie? No. No. Okay. I'm just saying. I wanted like the kind of snack where you're like, you probably should eat it alone at home. Right. Like, not with and your pants. W- with on. my facial hair, yeah. I have to yes. eat <laughs> things in private. Yes. I have to. I love yes. eating things in private. Yeah, to be honest. What do you eat in private? Oh my goodness. So if I'm at a restaurant and I really like a dish, I will stop eating like half of it so I can take it home and eat it Ooh. by myself. Wow. Good strategy. Really? But people think you don't like something if you don't like devour all of it at once, yeah. but I like to spend time you with like my take, food. I'm going to take that home. Mm-hmm. Huh. Excellent. What else? A snack, snack space. What do you snack Ooh. on? Um, Popcorn. Mm-hmm. Salt and vinegar chips yeah. are my favorite flavor. Are we talking a kettle chip or a thinner chip? A thinner chip. I grew up mm-hmm. on Uts. Sure. Chips, which are kind of thin. Yeah. Um, and I think they make the best salt and vinegar. Unless you're doing a grandma Uts and then we're in a different space. <laughs> That's totally different. Yeah. Wait, what's grandma Uts? How do I not know any of this? A little thicker. Where did you grow up? Where? I grew up upstate New York. So okay. we didn't have Uts. We had, I don't know, Terrell's. It's not, it's not even worth going into. But, yeah, uh, it is. It's very Terrell's, important. Sure. Hell of a good dip. Was oh, yeah. That's dip. very oh. good. Yeah. Jenny Cream Ale. We also had Jack's, J-A-X, like, which are like no. the cheese curls. No. no. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know right? those. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's not Cheetos. It's Jack's. Yeah. All right. They're and you grew up which part of Maryland? Waldorf, which is which like is south near? of D.C. by like oh. 40 minutes. Oh, down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're actually not far from like the Virginia state line. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. My wife grew up in Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. So, and then grandparents were in Baltimore. So we get a lot of Baltimore and then Amish okay. influence. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's a good mix. <laughs> she's a big fan of Grandma Utz and I just hate them so much. It's yeah. that lard. It's the lard flavor. Yeah. If I'd I rather have just my go chips correctly. thin, like thin. shitty So Utz. Grandma Fine. Utz is a thicker chip and you can Isn't taste it? the lard. Am I wrong? Because no, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Because the lard hangs out in there, and I think it is a very yeah. specific specific flavor. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a 100% peanut oil or vegetable oil land of potato chips of Seifert or Mike Sells. <laughs> oh, story, and then we're coming back to you. <laughs> One day, a Mike Sells truck uh, overturned. Driver was fine. Don't worry, so you, everybody can enjoy this story. Mm-hmm. Overturned at my grandfather's farm. What is Mike Sells? Chips. Yeah, just okay. chips. Mostly wavy. Very wavy. An aggressive wave. <laughs> and guess who got a shit ton of chips? Wait, so you and your family went and like... We beat them up. Gleaned them. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were like, they're they're ruined. They can't, they can't be put in the store, you know. They, yeah. they were in... And this was particular... This field was muck. So it was very, very dense. Wow. Kind of all over the bags. But if you wash those off... Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can go on top of your refrigerator very quickly, and it's fine. I just love the idea of a family um, in the muck, like yeah. mm-hmm. going after pulling the chips. out. You know my family. This is correct. That's amazing. The image is correct. <laughs> so that's really great. Your other snacks of choice? Um, 
that's pretty much it. I'm not much of a like sweets person. Um, more like salty stuff. Mm. All right. Mm. Potato chips and popcorn. popcorn. Mm. Are you doing a homemade popcorn? Are you doing it out of a bag popcorn? Out of a bag. That's fine. Yeah. What kind are we feel doing? Bad about it. No. Oh my gosh. There's no shame. How can you make popcorn at home if you're not at home? Right. Well, even if you're home, you can yeah, still, you still grab a bag. Yeah, you still eat it out of a bag. Yes, that's true. That's yeah. True. yeah. Huh. What, do you, what kind of popcorn are we eating? Uh, butter, and I usually add Old Bay to it. See? Yeah. Maryland through yeah. and through. You can take the girl out of Maryland. But. <laughs> <laughs> if I were to have a classic Maryland-ish, Marylandese, Marylander. <laughs> Definitely not that. Marylander. Marylander. Marylander dinner. Right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I say like I know. I don't even know. No, Is that we're, right? Uh, yeah. Marylander. Yeah, sure. Right. Sure. <laughs> She's just being agreeable. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure. Um, based upon, wait, better question. Did you love the food you grew up eating? And that's not a judgment on the people who made it, but did you love that food? Is that comfort food that you go back to? Hmm. I did. Okay. I did. That's tough. I I love the food that I grew up eating, but it's not the reason I fell in love with food, and like mm-hmm. it's not the reason why yeah. I do what mm-hmm. I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so you have to answer all parts of that now. Right. Take us <laughs> on the tour. Right. So go. So, um, my mom raised me single mom. Um, and so a lot of our food, especially in the beginning, cause I grew up in Waldorf after 10, but the first 10 years were in Adelphi, which is North of DC a little bit by college park. Okay. Yep. Um, and it was very much like my mom would buy like 20 cent cans of tuna yeah. and make mm-hmm. tuna balls. Yeah. And that was like my favorite thing in the world Mm -hmm. and I recently asked my mom about the tuna balls like why don't you make those anymore and she's like because we're not broke anymore (laughs) like and I was like that was my favorite thing she was like I know and it was great because it was so cheap um but she would like mix it with spices and um a little mayo and an egg and like deep fry them that and sounds like, great. Really right? Good. With like rice on the side and oh. like buttered green beans and stuff. Like a croquette kind of. Right. And I, I love them. I would eat them like yeah. as soon as she was done with them. Oh. Um, and she would do things like, you know, cheap cuts like braised for a long time. Sure. And canned. Everything was like canned vegetables. Mm. Um, but once every like two or three weeks, she would take me out to eat. Mm. And we would go. Like I remember the first time I had Chinese food and japanese food and ethiopian food and it wasn't like expensive places it was like mom and pop like hole in the wall places Mm -hmm. but that like really solidified my love of like restaurants and food Wow! because the food was just like so different like chinese food was like oh my god like what is this food it was uh the first dish i had was sweet and sour pork Mm. and it was like you know this bright orange sauce and like dipping it in like the little nuggets Mm -hmm. and rice on the side and like egg rolls i was like oh what is this (laughs) like this is amazing um so like those experiences are what pushed me to do what i do now Hmm. does that make sense yes okay it was beautiful yeah (laughs) like i wanted to cry thinking about your mom i think about as i mean i don't have a lot of money uh and it's That's not to say I am poor. I'm not pretending that. Right. It can get tight. Mm -hmm. And we stick to our budget. And there is something like that'll break you as a parent when you could barely figure out what you were going to feed your kids and they love it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, tuna balls. And I, I don't, I have a hard time not being your mom in that situation which is so presumptive <laughs> i'm so sorry but i it's very emotional to think about this is hard and you love this mm-hmm. you know and seeing your child love something that's mm-hmm. phenomenal well that's the thing is like i didn't know it was hard right. you know mm-hmm. yeah but looking back yeah it definitely was i mean we were like sharing a room like two twin beds so mm. it it was hard, but it was just it was life. I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. You don't, you know. I yeah, had no idea. What you're doing. You know. Yeah, yeah. And I had little stuffed animals and stuff, so things were good. 
<laughs> Where do you live now? I live in New Jersey. Thank you. Too, um, in a town called West New York. I know West New York. Oh, yeah. Right, it's right up from Hoboken. River, right? Yep, exactly. I know it. Yep. I know it. You have to go there if you want to get to uh, the Whole Foods up there and the shopping up there. Yes. Up above. Yeah, so I know West New York. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of, from what I remember when I lived in that area 10 years ago or more, there, there were really good small restaurants. Yes. So my neighborhood is mostly Cuban and Dominican. Okay. So there are amazing Cuban and Dominican restaurants. Mm. Uh, the best one is Las Palmas, in my opinion. Okay. And what do you love there? They make a Cuban style like churrasco like steak. Yeah. Which I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. So I, I, I my know. apologies yeah. to the Cuban community. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it comes out like sizzling with like onions and plantains and black beans and beautiful they have all sorts of rum and like live salsa on friday and saturday nights and like people dancing in between tables and wow it's amazing tell us the name again las palmas las palmas on um not boulevard east on what's that street the like main drag i know where you're talking of west new york yeah what is it is it bergen line yes that's it bergen line Lori. I'm a there stealth. You. I know. Lori. I know. My, my very good friend and roommate for the first two years, I lived in New York, grew up in West New York. All right. So we would go Maybe. over and have a sandwich sometimes. You were full of surprises. I am. I'm, I'm quiet, but. But you know streets. Deadly. And I I've always streets. said that about I you. I have a good memory. I always said that about you. <laughs> that lady can pull up a street. Like, she knows her streets. Yeah. Hey, Corsha, we play a game here uh, called Lots of Likes. Okay. And it is just a game where uh, you have to. Um, say what what you like and the only way out of it is either we run out of time mm-hmm. you blow us away with how many things that you like I can list as many things I like as oh possible. that is the game oh, that okay. is the game run out of time or uh, if you if you are tired of it then you have to tell me to fuck off and then that's <laughs> the end of the game um, but we are doing a lightning round mm-hmm. because of some uh, some time here because we have to get you back to your conference where you are going to deliver some truth to people. Yeah, yeah. You ready? Am I ready for the conference or for the lightning round? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And Great. Yes. Here we go. Okay. What do you like? <laughs> <laughs> There's so much pressure. Okay. I like swimming. Yeah. I like. What else do you like? Chicken nuggets. What else do you like? I like. Popcorn. <laughs> yes. Keep going. I like uh, mashed potatoes. Uh-huh. I like salt cod. Ooh. I like Negronis. Okay. I like sparkling wine. Uh-huh. Actually, I like champagne. Okay. Let's uh, be specific. Yeah. Thank you. Let's be specific. <laughs> don't, don't be bringing in nasty ass <laughs> out of region fake champagne. Got it. I like plantains. Hmm. I like macaroni and cheese. How do you like your plantains? Fried. Okay. The fried sweet ones, not the like boiled starchy ones. Okay. Are we talking crispy on the outside or not? Uh, it doesn't matter. Soft? Mm. Okay. As long You'll as take it's them. properly ripened. Fine. Fine. Like maduros? Yes. Wow. <laughs> you, know your, you know your cooked plantains <laughs> and your streets. Yep, exactly. <laughs> what else do you like? I like oxtails. Okay. These are all food related. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, what else do you like? I like slides. Slides. Like slides? Like on the, like on the plo- uh, Are you kidding me? <laughs> slides? I do like Like slides. a playground slide? Yeah. Will you go down a slide? <laughs> I haven't been down a slide in a long time, but I do like, yeah. I do Why? Like Why do you like slides? I just, they're fun. They are fun. Mm-hmm. They are fun. There's a, oh, I like french fries for the same reason I like slides. Because it's hard to find a good one. Mm. Oh. I like it. Mm-hmm. What else do you like? I like floral patterns. Hmm. hmm. You're wearing? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm wearing one. Are you usually wearing? No. Okay. <laughs> but you like them. I like them. I like round sunglasses. That's a recent one. Hmm. Are we talking a dark tint? Are we talking a medium? Like a like a John Lennon style, like I'm circular little. Okay. And maybe mm-hmm. some reflective. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, can see, we, I don't want to say something stupid. <laughs> I feel like I could go yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Do you like to te- watch TV? And if so, what what shows are you watching? Oh, I do like to watch TV, but not like good stuff. I watch like good. Bring it. 
dumb say TV. Say Housewives? Own it. Um, no. Hmm. Um, that's no. too catty for me. I like hmm. the like good-natured cattiness of hmm. Drag Race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love I just started watching race. this year. It's so much fun. It's really with All Stars. I'm watching with All Stars. It's so campy and it's just like r- it's you can good. drop in and like drop out. Yeah. Um, also, like last week tonight, I like a lot. Okay. So good. Um, I like Jesus and Marrow a lot on Vice. Mm. I don't know that. That it's really funny. Why? It's um two guys from the Bronx. Okay. Like lifelong New Yorkers who used to both deal drugs, and they're just talking yeah. about like the day's events and yeah. It's a like it's a late night show Monday through Thursday. All right, I'm checking it out. It's really good. Uh, wh- last like, what is your last like? Oh, because this wins the game. <laughs> it's a game. I didn't know you could win or lose. Yeah, you don't get anything. The stakes we are made very you low. Negro- we made you a Negroni. You did. Yeah. I appreciate that. You're welcome. A Jersey Negroni. You're welcome. <laughs> last like. Oh, so much pressure. Say something dumb. Just <laughs> dumb. Just the silliest piece of puff. I like bubbles. You too. Oh, Yay. that is. Yes. That's. Yes. That's so dumb. <laughs> no. But would you. I like bubbles too. Would you carry bubbles around? Yeah. If it was acceptable for adults. Yeah. Mm. You know, the uh, street merchants that will come out and they're selling stuff on tables. Mm-hmm. And they're all, in the summer, they've always got the bubble maker. Yeah. How do you feel when you see the bubbles? I feel happy. Would you go toward them? Yes. You, you always would. have to go towards them. So actually, um, I got married in September and our um, flower girl, instead of flowers, she had a bubble gun. Oh, and that's when so she came good. down the aisle. Genius. That's perfect. Yeah. It was fun. Portia, you're amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you for spending <laughs> thank time Thank you with for us. having me. You bet. committing to probably sometimes being <laughs> weekly uh we're looking forward to it tell your friends five stars five star reviews on itunes if you leave it with as a mom we promise we will read those out mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. make them fun mm-hmm. don't be boring make them fun let us know what you do as a mom uh with your five star reviews of carface on itunes uh follow Lori on twitter at Lori Wooliver, at Lori Wooliver, oh, or, or yeah. should we talk about the the carb face? Uh, yeah, which follow is us. Follow us. Uh, yo, pod. that's better. Yeah. Uh, follow Lori. No, you follow, can follow uh, me. I don't nah, care. Go fuck yourself. Don't don't follow Lori. I don't have that many followers. All right, go follow Lori follow at me. Lori Wooliver. I'm not like prolific, sounds, but when just I just like tweet, it sounds. But please follow us at Carb good. Face Pod. On Twitter and on Instagram. Lori's killing it on Instagram. It's insane and weird and wonderful. It is. Oh, thank you. It's I'm tr- really, I'm really good. I'm, I'm trying to keep it up at the level of unhinged, which is how you described it a few weeks ago. It is unhinged. And, uh, yeah. Unhinged and unforgiven. Mm-hmm. Come back next week, probably, and we'll have a new episode. Sure. Tell your friends, please, please, tell them all. Please. Bye. Bye.